0: It's time for your local weekly analysis. Slow County Public Policy and the Law with your host, Stu Jenkins. The union forever.
1: Hurrah, boys, hurrah. Down with the traitor!
0: Good morning. Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only at K News ninety-eight point five. I'm Stu Jenkins. I grew up in San Luis Obispo County. As a lawyer, I've tried cases here since nineteen seventy-eight, and it has been my privilege to serve many times as Superior Court Special Master. As your elected harbor commissioner at Port San Luis and later as president of the nonprofit Point San Luis Lighthouse Keepers, I navigated Tideland's Law, the Government Code, coastal permitting, grant funding, public bidding, and the careful adoption of lawful ordinances. Here at Slow County Public Policy and the Law, we pull back the curtain on state and local public policy by bringing in officials, lawyers, and organizations working on your behalf. Last week, I chatted with your state senator, John Laird, to give listeners a window into California's legislative processes, and the progress of two bills that will set the table for offshore wind turbines and supporting harbor facilities that are likely coming to San Luis Obispo County. If you missed hearing about Senate Bill 286 and Assembly Bill 80, log into the podcast of Senator Laird's interview at knews985.com. Just click on the SLO County Public Policy and the Law tab and scroll down to the latest podcasts. Today, the leaders of the San Luis Obispo County Builders Exchange, Cordelia Perry, tells us about the tension between expanded state housing policies and local government resistance that impedes local building contractors constructing houses and apartments, commercial buildings, parks, water treatment plants, and government facilities. In our second hour, Slow County Public Policy and the Law explores a unique partnership between the Paso Robles REC Foundation and the City to provide recreational facilities and services. Right now, Though, I want to talk about the history and importance to our community of the San Luis Obispo County Builders Exchange. The Builders Exchange shows how private businesses, by banding together, can number one, gain in insight into what and how complex local government agencies work, and number two, share information and resources to help all of them succeed in their developments by navigating. Competing agencies that frequently are at odds with each other. So it is my distinct pleasure to introduce our listeners to the executive director of the Slo County Builders Exchange, Ms. Cordelia Perry. Welcome to the show, Cordelia.
1: Thank you, Stu. My pleasure to be here.
0: Well, and and Cordelia just told me that this is the first time she's been on radio, so we're gonna we're gonna treat her kindly. Thank you. Um, I, I think. You know, for our listeners, uh, they're going to want to look up the San Slo County Builders Exchange. Do you have a website?
1: We do. You would go to www.slocb.e.com. Charlie Baker Edward. It's our acronym for Slo County Contractors Build. Or excuse me. Yes, Slo County. Builders Exchange.
0: There we go. And uh, is there a phone number, Cordelia?
1: Uh, 805-543-7330. And as my members, they actually have the privilege of my cell phone, which I will not give out over the radio, but members are able to have my cell.
0: Right. Well, now, um, Cordelia, uh, the Slow County Builders Exchange, uh, just exactly what is it?
1: We are a 501c6 nonprofit trades association. So we are a brick and mortar plan room for the local licensed contractor. We don't have plans so much in the plan room anymore because everything has gone digital, but we still print them. We do have some sets still in there that you can access to flip paper until you bleed. And, <laughs> and we, there's a lot of cut fingers, I there, guess. There used to be, yes. Yeah. Um, now it's more educational for us, classes that we put on, um, helping them stay compliant. There are lots of little laws that they have to adhere to.
0: Now, I was, uh, you, you sent me a lot of information, and uh, I, I'm just amazed at the weekly newsletter that you send out to your members. Um, but for our for our listeners folks a uh i r s section five o one c six it is a non profit kind of organization but it's for business leagues chambers of commerce real estate boards boards of trade even professional football leagues ah <laughs> um, and it's an organization that is qualified to be exempt under the IRS code, um, and and it can engage in political activity, Yes, uh, which means that it can lobby for its membership with local governments or state governments or even the federal government. Correct. Um, uh, But it has, has an obligation to disclose that it's doing that to its membership so they don't you know, that basically, that's to make sure that the organization is doing what the membership wants and isn't just off as a rogue political organization being supported with their funds. Correct. So, um, when was the Slow County Builders Exchange formed?
1: Uh, 1949.
0: Wow. So, it's been around for a, quite a while. Um, it, Is it mostly building contractors, or are there other uh, classifications of members?
1: We actually cover all of it. We have the A A licenses, the B licenses, and all of the specialties that are out there, whether it's concrete or drywall or roofing, all the specialty licenses. And we have two locations. One is in Atascadero, and the other is here in San Luis Obispo.
0: And uh, where is the one located in San Luis Obispo?
1: We are at 153... Cross Street Suite One Three Zero in San Luis. It sits behind the Trader Joe's shopping center.
0: And for folks who are are familiar with San Luis, that essentially connects Long Street and Short Street, each of which is uh, the length that is opposite its name.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, the the address in a Tascadero. Where's that?
1: Four Eight Five One El Camino Real. And we sit in the San Jacinto Business Center. Um, you'll find H&R Block there, Gathers Market, um, Legend's Hair Salon, a barbershop. It's a, it's a big complex, and we have our suite there.
0: So you can sign up and get your haircut. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> uh, who's eligible to join the Builders Exchange?
1: Uh, they must be a licensed contractor in good standing with the CSLB. It uh, doesn't matter their trade have local contractors, and then we have affiliate members, which are out of the area. We have some builders that will come in, and they, you know, come do projects on Cal Poly, but they'll still join the Builders Exchange, so to support us, as well as our vendors suppliers but they must contribute to the construction industry.
0: Okay, okay. And uh, I was impressed with the services that you provide your membership Um, you've got classes in all kinds of things that are useful for a business, and particularly a construction business. Can you talk about the classes that are available now?
1: So right now we're getting ready to do a prevailing wage slash certified payroll. That is for the contractors that uh, wish to do public works. And a lot of our projects are public works, but we also have private projects. So this makes sure you understand the classifications when you're getting ready to bid on a prevailing wage project. We teach you how to um, do your certified payroll because everything is now digitally and online. And um, we make sure as you're going through the class that you understand that you must get your contractor's number uh, from the DIR.
0: So does that mean that the contractor has to report digitally the wages there Paying to the government agency who gives them the contract.
1: Correct. So as well, yes. And it's the we have to submit the cert, the payroll of anyone that's on that project, and that goes to the government agency that has been awarded the contract. Or that is awarding, awarding the, contract. the contract. Yes. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that.
0: That's all right. Um, and I I was what what classes are available right now?
1: Uh, tomorrow we're actually doing a CPR certification class. It's uh, first aid and medic. Uh, it's a two year program, um, and we have them in the office. It's hands-on. It's about a four hour class and focuses strictly on construction. It's And you carry your certificate, and we let you know when it's getting ready to expire and do it and are, all over again.
0: Are there other classes that you give through the year?
1: We do. We have forklift certification. We have an RRP certification, which is renovation, repair, and painting. Um, that is actually a requirement of the EPA. And it pertains to anyone doing construction on a pre-1978 building, generally residential, and finds a staggering uh, if you don't do deal with the lead properly, and they start at $37,000. So you come in hands-on, and we show you how to, to secure a site. We have sexual harassment on a regular basis, training, that is.
0: <laughs> how, how not to, how <laughs> how not not to get to, into that.
1: How not to get into that. We also uh, do um, QSP and QSD classes, which is for the SWEPs program. And then... Uh, We do construction collections, which covers everything from your California preliminary notice to your mechanics liens, your releases, um, what can and cannot happen when you're filing a mechanics lien, notices of completion right from the start to the finish of a project, and hopefully you don't ever have to file a mechanics lien, but you at least learn how to do it properly.
0: And, And a lot of our listeners may not know what a mechanics lien is, Cordelia. Can you uh, tell us about that?
1: Mm-hmm. So a mechanics lien is for a contractor to file on an owner, whether it's your home having construction or a commercial project. And it's when you file, it's where the dirt is. Is how we. So if you're in Santa Barbara County and you needed to file, that's where you file. If your project is in San Luis, that's where you file. And it has to be recorded. So there is a process, and what happens? It, it unfortunately happens when. There is a dispute in the construction project, and now monies are not being paid, and um, everything has been met according to the contractor, and unfortunately, it becomes a dispute. A mechanics lien is filed um, so that they can secure their funds. And when it comes to um
0: it's, it's kind of like a trust deed for the for the cost of the construction. Yes. Is that right? Correct. And, and that way, uh, if the uh, person or entity that uh, let the contract tries to sell the the land and the structure, uh, that there has to be money set aside to pay the lien. Correct. And uh, folks can go to court and decide, and the courts can ultimately decide if the lien is owed, and if Correct. it is, it has to be paid.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Okay. And and these get recorded at the county recorder's office? At the
1: county recorder's office there. And I go every Tuesday morning to find out if any mechanics liens have been filed, uh, releases of the mechanic liens, as well as notices of completion, because all of that affects the contractor and their lien rights if there is an issue with a project.
0: And that was one of the things that really impressed me with your weekly newsletter was, it had page after page of the liens in this county and, I think, Santa Barbara County.
1: Mostly uh, this county for that, but permits we cover.
0: How, how many uh, jurisdictions do you collect permits from?
1: Um, ten, ten cities now, plus the county.
0: So all so, of the members can see what permits have been issued. Yep. And uh, From and, uh,
1: Monterey to AG Santa Maria. Pismo, mostly slow County for the most part, mm-hmm. but we do stretch out a little.
0: Okay. Well, there's, there's uh, what, seven cities in the county now?
1: I think, yes. I think, plus the
0: county. <laughs> plus so the, the county. there's eight and jurisdictions. Then,
1: and then Monterey, we go into Monterey County and get those permits as well.
0: Wow. That's quite a service, actually, uh, because, you know, that takes hours of going through records just to get that information. Correct. And your members have access to that on a weekly basis. Yes. Wow. And um, one of the other things I noticed in your weekly newsletter was, uh, you know, it used to be that, because I'm I'm a nerd about this, I I read the public notices in the newspaper, uh, and which are getting fewer and fewer. Correct. And, now, if I really want to see them, I go to the New Times because uh, I guess they must charge less. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it's very hard for people to actually see what uh, bid packages are out. And your newsletter seems to have page after page of uh, bids that have been issued by uh, different uh, uh, cities, sometimes uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes counties, uh, sometimes the federal government, uh, yep. and you, you seem to cover a very wide area. Uh, how, how do you collect those?
1: Um, well, we're the ones that have done all of the search engines, so it, it thankfully it comes into us because we went into all of these sites, signed up for them, and this helps our members because they don't have to take the time to go hunting down projects. It all filters into us. We compile the weekly bulletin, and um, it is all digital now. So if they needed to click on a link, they're embedded in the weekly bulletin as well. And they don't have to do the running around. We do that for them.
0: Well, folks, you are listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, and we're having a conversation with Cordelia Perry of the Slow County Builders Exchange. And for those of you who have not uh, been familiar with the public bidding process, I've I've been on the other end of that process where we had to construct the bid packages. Uh, I didn't do most of the construction, but I I was supervising or in touch with our building, um, our our construction managers as they put them together um, and would have to approve them. And they are very significant packages that set up the specifications for a job, um, what the construction is going to um, be, and usually a range of uh, estimated values. Correct. Uh, and, of course, then that has to be published so that uh, contractors, without fear or favor, uh right can bid on it and provide uh, their bonding information and uh, what they think they can do the job for and of course if their bid is accepted they're bound to that that price and all of those uh, all of those specifications so uh, it's a very significant process for a contractor to analyze that uh, meet the time deadlines there's always time deadlines There is. And if the bid package isn't in the hands of the uh, entity that issued the bid by a certain specific date with all of the conditions met, well, the contractor's out of luck. They won't even be considered. Correct. Um, So um, this is a a marvelous resource you've got uh, just in this newsletter because it tells Uh, contractors what the specifications, the summary of the specifications, the time limits, and how to access the bid package, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes. Now, now how do do contractors uh, access those uh, specifications? Do they go specifically to, say, the County of San Luis Obispo or the County of Fresno?
1: No, they come right to us. We have all of it right in our online plan room service. So... As a member, you get your weekly publication. But if you wish to upgrade your membership, then you can have 24-7 access to the online plan room service. And all of the projects are there. The documents are there, the plans, the specifications. Okay. Whether they're awarding agencies or a custom home being built.
0: And I I, I did get the application from you.
1: Oh, wonderful. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one question I had because you had... Uh, on the application, you had, uh, I'm just going to take an example, I think one of the uh, kinds of memberships, it was 275 uh, or it could be 435. Yeah. So that would be upgrading the membership.
1: Yes. So we have, um, we used to do semi-annual and annual. Most of them are going to annual memberships now, and, um, and it ranges for their classification. Whether they're a local contractor or an affiliate being outside of the area.
0: Okay. Um, the other thing that I noticed uh, was that you do some lobbying, um, and one of the things in your latest newsletter was the June 5th, 2023, South County Regional Center. Joint meeting of three city councils. Yes. That was Pismo, Arroyo Grande, and Grover Beach, uh, concerning the wastewater recycling project that's sometimes called uh, Central Coast Blue. Correct. And uh, what is it that you, your organization is uh, lobbying so, those city councils for?
1: So what's happening is... Um this project is public works, taxpayers' dollars being invested. and um,
0: so, so it's always going to be a prevailing wage job. It will
1: always be a prevailing wage job. Now they want to attach a PLA agreement to it, which is a project labor agreement, which forces our independent contractors to become signatory for this project while they're working on it. So it becomes all union Um, But you have to, you're basically being forced to sign into the union, pay union dues.
0: Well, now, um, to be fair, the uh, statutes that set up PLAs, public uh, labor agreements, project labor agreements, excuse me, um, they require that the um, folks hired be union or non-union on an equal basis, first come, first serve um now the hiring project uh, uh, the hiring has to go through the union hall correct uh, and but a non-union worker can come in and sign up for it and as long as they are there first in line uh, they and as long as they're qualified they have to get the job uh, is there a uh, is there a fear that somehow that won't be honestly administered
1: well the, the problem with it is um, it's always that fear, yes, but the biggest problem is that the local contractors, and 95% of the construction in here in our area is non-union. They pay the prevailing wage. They don't have a problem with that, and we don't have a problem with the unions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but they, their employees, they, they can have one, the union has one, they have one. So a lot of their employees get set at home. Um, even though they may have gone down to the Union Hall to be signed. And they generally only allow us five. So they limit how many of our core people we can use. And, um, and then after but, but, our, we've what, met uh, our core, what, then or, the rest come from the Union Hall.
0: And we have, uh, we have to take a break here so that we can have the news. And, of course, we have to have some ads so you can underwrite good radio. So we'll be back with Cordelia Perry of the Builders Exchange right after this break.